dose of homophobia and unsolicited opinions from me, DJ Calcitron, or just Kelsey, and my sexy co-host, DJ Malika. Hey, it's Malika, aka DJ mm, something mildly offensive. Thank you for tuning in this Thursday evening. Welcome if you're a seasoned listener of our two previous episodes. If you're not, go check them out, freaks. You can find the link to our Spotify in our Instagram bio at haterade.mp3. Check us out. Leave a like. Um, don't ghost. Yeah, comment on our post too if you want us to buy you a Tesla and we'll do it. Yeah, and also if you want me to not kill myself. So, <laughs> not joking. On that note, let's head into our first segment where Kelsey and I immediately try to weed out our weaker listeners and the less dedicated stands by playing some shit that you immediately want to turn off. Of course, stick around because we always come together at the end to play some bops, some real homophobic hitters. And today, we have a really cool song that we want to show y'all as well as a mystery guest. That's right, our famed Venn diagram segment, showcasing just how polarizing Malika and I can be, but retaining our four listeners with a song you will love. Malika, you're up. I've got my hating ears on. And what are we listening to? The way that gives me anxiety. Okay, all right. No shade room, but today I'm exposing you, Kelsey. I'm exposing you. Because there's something about my co-host that y'all don't know. Not this ominous ass introduction. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm coming for you, Kelsey, because you make a lot of Taylor Swift and Gilmore Girls references, but I know the truth. That's right. We have an immigrant in our midst. (laughs) Yes. That's right. I'm not one of you burger-eating, Walmart-shopping, Ford-driving American Yankees. Ich bin Deutsche. I'm German. Mm. I'm like trying to think of German stereotypes. You know what? No hate. I'll just cheers to that. No Jägermeister. (laughs) Up next. Up next. We have an uber-cool German artist called Ace T. So for my pick of the day, you're listening to Bis Do Down. Yeah, 
was Biss Two Down by Ace T. Honestly, when I first heard that, I was like, damn, this is German? I mean, no offense, but Americans really stereotype German as like this really like harsh ass language, but <laughs> no, like this song, it really got me. I remember when it first went viral, everyone was like, I think Biss Two Down was that first song, not from America, that was just like, um, a foreign take on rap that really went viral on Twitter. So that was cool. I liked hearing it. it. Stuck with me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I love seeing different countries do drill, especially. Like, I love when I see, like, Italian drill episodes and or <laughs> Italian drill, like, clips and stuff or French drill. And they're like, <laughs> and then it's like a, like a, a drill beat. Like a pop smoke beat. That's always fun. Um, 
Yeah, that was a bop. That's so great for my people, uh, the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that was for you, brother. So what are we listening to now? So for my song, we're listening to a little metal classic. Um, I love, you know, I love reaching out to all my emo people, the rah, you know, the hand like above your mouth or like the like flashcards in those videos. Like I was bullied. Anyway, for all of you, <laughs> for all of you, this one goes out to all my virgins and closeted male bisexuals because I know you know this song. Let's listen to Be Quiet and Drive by Deftones. <laughs>
Yes, that was Be Quiet and Drive by Deftones. Listener, you guys couldn't see, but I was rocking out hard. I was doing the head bobbing. I was I was channeling all my inner email. I was even, I did like the fake like scene bangs. I know you remember that. And you know, Ariana Grande culturally appropriated various cultures, including emo culture, before Ariana Grande was, you know, in her little hoodies with the with her hand deep in the sleeve, that was for scene kids. They put it over their mouth, they're like, like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, depression, so real. Anyway. <laughs> um, if anyone in LA is secretly in love with me, let's, you know, hold hands to this song on the UCLA Sculpture Garden. You know where to find me at haterade.mp3 on Insta. Um yeah, let's fall in love. A little emo love story. <laughs> Malika, what do you think? Um, a lot. I thought <laughs> a lot. Um, listen, if I have children and I hear them playing that, first I'm gonna be like, relax, <laughs> relax, because there's no reason you should be relating to anything in this song. And then B, um, if anyone asks you to. For the, if anyone ever tries to hand you the ox cord, you say no. <laughs> Train For them the sake of having friends, say no. <laughs> um, no, I felt that because I was emo growing up, but I was like a closeted emo. Like, <laughs> I remember. Rightfully. Yeah, I remember like in seventh grade when my like out emo friend, like talking about emo, like, sexuality, like my out emo friend would be like, hey, let's listen to this Pierce the Veil album and we'd share headphones and the music would be so loud that people could hear the rah! I'd be looking around like, uh-oh, social, you know, social anxiety. I have to be You're cool. Like like You're like the jock in the friendship. Yeah. I'd be like, you're so brave. Yeah, I was so brave for that. Literally braver than the Marines. Like, I was friends with an emo person in middle school. Like, that's the most dangerous time to be emo, if anything. No, no, yeah. If my child's emo, I'm immediately enrolling them in self-defense classes. <laughs> um, but you know what, Kelsey? I saw you moving your little Hot Topic booty to that. And I was like, you know what? Kelsey makes <laughs> Kelsey makes it look kind of cool. So Aww. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you for that one. So what's up next? Next up for our non-polarizing song that is a bop, we are playing something so cute and sexy by our even cuter and sexier mystery guest. It's my favorite song with a day of the week in the title. Let's listen to none other than Sunday Afternoon by the Michael Palermo. Don't bring any 
guest michael palermo thank you so much again for coming in we are so excited to have you on oh thank you so much for having me dolls i'm so happy to be here uh nothing else nowhere else i'd rather be on my on my night of, that is tonight of the night that the show is airing <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much so we are obsessed with you in fact Go ahead and look out your window. We're outside your house. No way. And I live on like the seventh story. They climbed all the way up here. We're just that dedicated. Yeah. Jake, you know, we're actually in love with both the song and you. So, yes. You. Thank so, you. So, yeah. I mean, given that we're official Michael Palermo stands, uh, we stalked you. Um, yeah, we did. Which is about to become very obvious. We stopped you. And I guess so, like, just for our first question of the night, um, we read that you actually, and this was surprising to me, you got the songwriting bug after taking a music industry class here mm -hmm. at UCLA um, back in 2019. And I just wanted to know, how did you get Sunday Afternoon, which is art, from a UCLA class. Yeah, so I was here um, for A sesh and C sesh um, like two summers ago, and um, I didn't have like too too much of a reason to be here other than like um, that it's just cheaper to do out of state classes in the summer. So I did like one STEM class and then one music industry class for both A and C, and I did intro to songwriting in A sesh with Professor uh, Natasha Pasternak, and. Um, it was really fun. It was like definitely a wide variety of people there, but you know, she gives you the basic stuff and I just kind of had nothing else to do, but like sit and then go home like every day and write a little bit. And I mean, when I tell you like the songs I was writing in there were like flop, flop, flop <laughs> nation, like literally like I can't like, I have like 
I keep all my past journals and like look at my old ideas sometimes. But if, if you go back to the start, I mean, they're like, like disgusting. Like it actually gives me like a visceral reaction. But like, um, no, it was just, I just, I just have always like wanted to be able to like write a song on my own. So from that class, I wrote one song. I managed to write, no, I, I wrote two songs. I managed to write two songs in them. And one of them was, one of them was definitely a cute moment. And I used it to audition for the advanced songwriting class that was being offered in winter. Um, and it was the same professor, Natasha Pasternak, and she believed in me. So yeah, she gave me the tools and, um, I've just been, been going ever since. That's so awesome. So like, just to confirm, uh, Sunday afternoon didn't actually come from that song specifically, but that class was like where you really just learned to write. So you weren't like in her songwriting before that class. No, I had never written anything, uh, songwriting or like, even like, I don't know, like poems, short stories, like I, 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 I'm a, I'm like a, a, a good writer in that like, I'm gonna write an essay and I'm gonna get like a good grade, but I don't really like, that's not a creative thing necessarily. Um, but yeah, I started writing in that class, just like, you know, learning how to put phrases into what would sound good as like a song. And then um, it was really the other song though, that the other class, the advanced one in winter quarter that made me um, like, get more into songwriting and it was actually because of the people that I was in the class with were such high caliber like it was quite obvious that I was like at the bottom of that class and she had kind of just liked me from the ACES class and like wanted to take a chance on me um so I really had no other choice but to just go home every day and like write so much and like shape up and and Sunday afternoon was because in before then so I had I'd only played ukulele and I'd only played it like really casually just like any anybody does you pick up a fucking uh ukulele and you do the damn like can't help falling in love you know what I mean like you get yeah. vibes mm -hmm. um and so but at the uh, beginning of the songwriting class I was like okay I really like need to step it up like I need to learn another instrument so I got a guitar at the beginning of February 2020 um and the Sunday afternoon Sunday afternoon was like the first song I wrote on guitar because it was like it was the easiest chords ever. Like I just, I took the, like the last couple of chords from an Amy Winehouse song that only, you only had to use like one finger. I mean, this is like the easiest thing ever, but they sounded so cool. And like, I don't know, I just, I love them. And I just, yeah, it, it, Sunday Afternoon was one of those songs that like you write and it's done in like 10 minutes because literally there's no deeper meaning. Like I wrote it on a Sunday afternoon. I had nothing to do. I was sitting in my room. <laughs> I was just doing like it was the first time I had no homework I was just thinking about like how much how happy I was like how I can't wait to like you know be out of college like never have homework it literally is so like everything that happens it's just like the surface level <laughs> and it's a bop yeah. and it's a hit and, and that's like, all it takes sometimes funerals weddings graduations exactly exactly it's, it's, giving all it's giving all of that so we know that you didn't come from like a particularly artistic family, like in the way that a lot of UCLA and like LA kids do. People are like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this on my own. Then they have an yep, IMDb page yep. and then they have <laughs> famous parents. And then you're like, okay, but you just Venmo requested me $3 and I can Google your parents' yep. net worth. But you know, that's beyond that. But in that sense, um, Plus you're an environmental science major. What's it like na navigating the arts and music when that's not like what you initially prepared and like were- Yeah, so I'm like definitely a person that struggles with being a hateful person and having a lot of hate in my heart. And coming to LA, <laughs> coming to LA exacerbated that because I think of, I okay, I see these people that have been so lucky from the start of their lives to have dads that were 
you know played in bands or and and this is and like this is like anyone i'm saying even just like i'm not saying your dad had to be famous but like if you had a musical parent you had a parent that had a creative job that wasn't like a lawyer a typical you know like just something creative or something that you know maybe you had access to like they put you in lessons they put you in when i tell you like my parents like i love my parents but it was just none of that like my they put me in every sport possible and they wanted and they always supported any you know me doing any sport they um you know definitely appreciated you know when i would do well in school and stuff like that but like i I was in a band in high school I i just sang covers of stuff with the people and it was pretty much just a cover band for um for like um restaurants background noise like it really what that's like the extent of the musical experience that i had before college and so like i was just very jealous that all these people had such a head start on this and we're doing all these amazing things but i was just like well if i had that i could do too because like (laughs) i i'm not like the most extraordinarily talented person but I, I I do think that I have like a little bit of like just a natural knack for music and it's 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 undeniably like my world it's just like the thing that I love to do and makes me so so happy so to kind of be in an environment that you know I had to turn that into okay yes you haven't been having these uh, opportunities from the start but you're here now like stop wasting your time like you're in LA surrounded by like you can take a music industry class you can be surrounded by very creative people make those friendships and like work with them and learn from the people around you like kind of just you know change 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 your destiny um and then the environmental science aspect too was what made that more hard was just like the stem prereqs that they have is like environmental science is definitely a cool like like, um stem major and like I love am I lagging am I lagging bad no, like I hear you. Is it? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like showing really laggy on my um on my computer, but um, yeah, like I just it's really just like the taking chem, taking physics, like all of those things are not things that come very easy to me. Like I love environmental science and I love talking about like geography and that that side of it, but having to do those like those bullshit prerequisites was taking all of my time. So I think. Now that I've gotten past that, I'm at a place where like I'm in classes that I enjoy that are more specialized, but it was hard. It was hard in the early days because all my music friends would go home and they'd be in their little music apartments where they can just jam and that's their majors and that's what they study. But like, no, like I had to go physics lab or like a chem lab. And I just, yeah, even even then, like I, I it was still holding me back a little bit. But, um, you know, that's why I just am the type of person that stays up till 5 a.m. And I find a way to fit it all into my day anyways I know like that is so real like especially as someone who's in those bullshit Mm -hmm. classes right now it's like kind of it just it sucks the soul out of you to see everyone else sort of living that ideal LA life and you're over here just it feels like a high school repeat like you're just taking the same classes again and yeah I mean and then the art kids and then the art kids get to be cool and like always doing shit like it's like no, like all love to our kids. Like y'all are like y'all are the baddest, but like, you, you know what I mean? You just look like you have fun ass lives and I know you do and I'm jealous and I want it. I mean, they're just like pulling in the lectures at like 10 a.m. Just all the fit, like fit on point. Oh my God. And I'm over here, just just no energy to even get out of bed. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so you did talk about your parents and which is very relatable. I mean, trying to break out of that mold of, 
you know, these parents at the very stable timeline um, and trying to break out of that mold where they kind of want you to fall in the same route. Um, were you anxious showing this song to your family? How did that go? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I mean, it was just like it, they've always known that I like to do music stuff and they, they do like definitely support it in that like when there's something they'll like show it to their, they'll show it to their, um, their like my, my other fam members of my family and stuff. But my parents are also like, for example, like the people I went to high school with, their parents would like post whenever they got into like Ole Miss, Alabama, like these schools that like any, pretty much anyone can get into. Like UCLA is like a tough school to get into. I had to like ask my mom, like, okay, like, are you going to post on Facebook for me? Like, you, you know what I mean? Just, they're just, they're very like, not the type of parents that like, it's like in their thought system to just be like, let me brag about my child. So I, I, I wasn't like, you know, I'm not ever expecting that kind of reaction for them. I just like was a little bit nervous in that now that I'm kind of making it obvious that this is what I want to take a little more seriously, they've always been kind of adamantly like, okay, like, you know, you can do music for fun, but like you're, you know, they would only let me come to UCLA if I was getting a bachelor of science. So it was kind of like, well, you're still going to do that though. Right. Where I think now that like I've shown them that I can do something of, you know, I think the song is of quality in that I've, you can hear that it's not just like a little old ditty that I like came up with and, and just threw, threw together and released online. Like it, there was work put into it. My collaborators did spend a lot of time on it. And so I think that this was actually, I was nervous, but I got a really um, comforting reaction in that I think they and a lot of people are ready to take me a little more seriously and myself too. Like I have the biggest confidence issues. And I think this, like the, the validation from other people has forced me to be like, not afraid to like ask people like, Oh, do you want to like write together? Oh, do you want to like blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, even just to say like, I have a song, like I'm, a, I'm a, even just to identify as an artist. Like I can finally do that like comfortably. That is all so real, especially like with the bachelor's of science thing. Cause that's low key. My parents too. They were like, you're going to UCLA cause you want to be a doctor. Right. Yeah. Like, what if I did the, not that challenge? Yeah, um, no, exactly. I've been doing the, not that challenge like my whole time. They just, they, <laughs> our parents are from like a generation that thinks that there's this path, path, this path and this path. And it's like, I understand like, you know, being here, you see that like, I was like under the impression all my life that like every celebrity pretty much came up like organically and stuff. And now it's like, Oh, you go to a Wikipedia page. Uncle has a Wikipedia page and your, oh, and yeah. your grandpa has a Wikipedia page. Oh, so <laughs> you're all, this is just a system. And so I do get the worry that like new people can't break into it. But I also think that with the accessibility of, you know, streaming live music, like anybody can create a micronation. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, freaking I don't know like Bruno Mars who's like who would be like my contemporary like I'm not trying to be Bruno Mars I mean if that ever happened like cool I guess I'll accept that but like I just <laughs> I want to make music and be able to have a reasonable living I'm fine with also working in a restaurant I'm fine with also doing whatever I got to do to make ends meet this is just something that I like to do yeah that's like yeah I know I mean speaking of a micronation though <laughs> Given that you are a UCLA Twitter icon, yep. um, what was it like, I guess, okay, so me and Kelsey definitely have started to feel like the pressure of 
you know, being seen by your peers, putting yourself out there in front of this audience of people who, you know, retweet your stuff here and there, but there's a difference between making a silly little tweet and then making art, making a piece of you and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? How did you deal with that? Yeah. So there's like kind of two things about this. Like one, there's like tears is like a normal tweet. You throw that out. Let's see how this does. And then there's a selfie and it's like, <laughs> oh, are they going to feel the selfie today? <laughs> like, you know, people, people are really, really nice in that. Like we like kind of, a lot of us do just want to like love each other and like hype each other up when we post a selfie and stuff. But like art, that's a different thing, especially yeah. when you have to listen to it. And so one the reaction from a lot of people that is my favorite reaction because I told my friends I told like my close friends I was like I love you and I know you guys love me don't post this on your story if you don't genuinely enjoy the song or at least think it's something of quality like don't because we are friends with so many people that are also doing similar things and like releasing a song blah 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 and I think that um I think that we need to like be uh loving and supportive while also you know being helpful to our friends and um, kind of just, you know, keeping our um, merit in terms of like, when I post a song on my story, I want people to know that like, I, I mean it, like I actually genuinely support this. And like, I, I think um, it's, I, I just wanted it to be a real, a, a moment of realness. And so I've had people like in the, in the following weeks, like, um, like Andrea, for example, like came in the DMs like two weeks after it was released and was like, bye, like, why did I like not listen to your song? Because I was just assumed it was going to be like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> how people release a song and it's like bad and stuff, but it's actually so good. And so it's like that type of reaction is my favorite because that's how, because I know how it is to listen to like somebody that you loves or likes like in a song and be like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, but like I, I just wanted, I just wanted it to be something that if you like it because you like the song, not because you like me, like, like yeah. support it through that. You're better. And also, yeah. it's so nerve wracking because you know I'm on UCLA Twitter, and like I have like <laughs> friends at home, but like you also know I'm a little bit on like gay and troll Twitter, and hey, <laughs> like you guys think oh, y'all are hateful, yeah. you think we're hateful. I mean these people, <laughs> these people like have will quote tweet anything say anything and bitch you have left the twitter neighborhood and you are in hell like in five seconds so i that it's it's that was the that was the terrifying part of like what what hands whose hands could this possibly get into like <laughs> you're better than us though we were like dming people like can you post haterade on your story <laughs> confronting people like so we see that you didn't repost that's kind of hmm. <laughs> i mean i mean honestly you know, I've hum humble beginnings. I mean, whenever I was like having like random shows and stuff, like definitely, especially with a radio show, it is different because you have to like, like when I, when I had the radio show, I would be like, really? We're not going to, we're not going to give that a little like story. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, exactly that. So we mentioned that no, you, sorry. you know, had to Face that online reaction, but you also did multiple in-person reactions, including at UCLA's, I believe, oldest tradition, Spring Sing, if that's right. And yes. we watched it. You killed it, by the way. You were hitting all those runs. We were like, oh my God, you were doing who? Michael. So what was that like also facing that like in-person UCLA audience? Because you know it's different, like with the online UCLA audience. How was it? 
putting that out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, Springsteen was always something that like, you know, in orientation, they tell you about how like Sarah Bareilles did it. And like one, they tell you about how like Maroon 5 minus Adam Levine, uh, Cara, <laughs> when they were Kara's Flowers and they were here, they did it and, you know, they were in it. So I never thought that that was something that I would be doing also because you look at the type of people that do it. It's generally TFT people, um, people that are in the acapella groups, you know, just people that are musically connected on campus and I was kind of just asked by this girl in my music industry class who she's, you know, really sweet and she was an SAA, but she was just like, oh, you should apply. And I was like, like, yeah, the last day came. There was like an hour left. I just sent in a video, didn't expect it. And I was really, really overwhelmed by like the genuine like love and support that they, you know, they were like really like into, into what I had to, to say and, and do and perform. And so I was just really, that was a main like confidence booster. Like when Springsteen, like, you know, wanted me to be a part of it. And I was just like, so happy that they kind of forced me to like get off my ass and like actually do something with the music that I've written. Um, and so that was, I really do owe kind of this whole thing to them prompting me to, um, but also the reaction wise was super, super like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's the one way. Cause obviously this last year has sucked. Like I am, I'm a social butterfly. And like, I think that, this was the one way to like feel connected to everyone again like even people that i don't know like i at least want to like i just love meeting people i love seeing people and i think this was a way that like so many people have like you know re like i guess found out like that just i exist and like said hi and like that that makes me so like i don't know just happy to be meeting new people and and kind of feeling a part of the community again so that was that was really awesome yeah, that does sound nice because, you know, it's been hard to like go from a school that's so huge and so connected and like so much of it is like seeing people in person and even just like the random highs and then to like come mm -hmm. back to that and just find that community. Um, that's super cool. And it was fun to watch, even though we watched it, you know, online, too. And yeah, you killed it. Yeah. it was so fun. Thank you. So with that, we just want to say thank you so much once again for coming on our pod. Um, we think you're really like, you know, not just a Twitter icon, but an icon to like everybody who's living that. Um, my parents are paying for my degree, so <laughs> let me just try to pursue my own hobbies on the side and, you mm -hmm. know, try to just exists and not hate life yeah, a little blue so, for the teen vogue party yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hannah montana challenge you're doing it yeah. for all of us. Yeah, well so. thank you guys so much i mean you know we had to support the best show on all of ucla radio now <laughs> next year last year etc so how, if i'm going to be anywhere it's right here on haterade so oh my god thank Ooh. you so much that means like everything oh my god so um, Twitter icon, why don't you stay for our next segment, um, Twitter timeline drama? Mm -hmm. I think I could dabble in that. <laughs> yes, where we talk about some of the, yeah, drama on the Twitter timeline, as it says. So first up, we want to have a little chat about something pretty upsetting, like, oh, mm -hmm. a challenge. Uh, Carrie Richardson. Um, is no longer competing in the Olympics for, I think, for sprints because of testing positive for marijuana. Why do I sound like a dare counselor? Like, 
<laughs> what happened? Like, this is why, um, yeah, be good in school, get good grades. That's what Dare would say. But mm -hmm. um, that's not the real tea. It's like pretty fucked up. And <laughs> me talking about like something serious. Wow, that's like pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. so anybody who knows me, knows that and i love how i talk like hrh how she's always like like and you guys know i like love cherries like you guys know i love like a sippy top like all these things that like are so very specifically niche but like it's true like i tweet about things i love like i love the olympics and like if anybody remembers last year when the olympics got canceled i was so sad because <laughs> i freaking love the olympics and these these olympics this year are just leaving the worst taste in my mouth like i don't i like can't even enjoy it anymore like yeah. this with the with the nigerian um, women's team like not letting them run because of their testosterone levels like um oh, just i can't even remember what else but i just remember reading like isolated instant after isolated instant and it's just becoming more and more like undeniable and blatant like you know just that the origins are racism i mean michael phelps one of the most like high profile athletes you know how how is he fine after smoking we just like slap up slap on the wrist and Shakira yeah. gets totally kicked out I mean I just think that yes yes there is a rule yes like rules exist sure whatever but like we've made exceptions in the past like why I don't it, and it's just like really sad to see this girl come so close to her dream and because you Olympics are such a sensitive dream it's like not only do you have to be born in the perfect time to like even be considered to like compete in the olympics like if you're born on a year where you're going to be like i don't know 23 when the olympic happens like you you know you're going to get beat out from like 20 and 21 year olds like it's yeah. such a luck thing to even be able to get this close and so it's just so devastating to see her come so close and pulled away i mean yeah like if anything that just impressed me even more. Yeah, for because, real. I mean, like, anybody who's ever ingested any bit of marijuana knows that that shit puts you on your butt. Like, you cannot... I, I can't function. I just sit there and I stare. And she's out here, you know... Running laps on bitches. Running laps, lapping bitches. Like, like for her, another medal. Exactly. I would have had a panic attack in the parking lot. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like she's 100% better than me like if anything I'm like damn like that's an athlete athlete like she beat all those bitches and she's a smoker and she killed it and it's like I'm I'm team Shikari I'm like period poo I'm like you deserve the world it's so unfortunate but still stan I'm ignoring the Nikki tweets and I am team Shikari <laughs> despite the Nikki tweets but mm-hmm yeah so next up for our twitter timeline drama um for those unaware there was an event on the 4th of july an all-white party attended by celebrities of the likes of jt from city girls charlie d'amelio from tiktok j balvin jay-z beyonce Lil Uzi Vert, basically everyone was there. And I don't know if you saw, but there was a video of Charlie D'Amelio twerking and JT was hyping her up. I was like, who organized this party for like everybody? Like just such such an oddball mix of people. I mean, I was like, period, Charlie, 
you shake that TikTok booty. I said, okay, bitch. So I was here for it. I said, period, period. I was not here for it. I mean, I just, <laughs> JT, like, why were you cheering this, you know, prepubescent girl on? Like, just stop. Like, ugh. And the fact that Charlie and Beyonce are in the same room, like. I was like, ah! Like, yeah. like I'm just such a hater. I'm like, she does not deserve to be in the same room as Beyonce. That should be me. Honestly, because musically stole my career from me. So that really should be me. I don't know if you know this, but I was a little bit of a celebrity back in the Musical.ly days. It, me and Baby Ariel built that app. Um, so it just feels a little bit like a robbery looking at that. Yeah, I mean, I am someone, I am very traditional in that I don't have TikTok. I've never downloaded it. I will never download it. And I am very anti like not talented people becoming famous <laughs> but like it's okay like charlie's pretty she's young like sure good for her whatever but like in the same room as beyonce beyonce <laughs> i mean at, at the at the ripe ass age of 17 i mean how'd you manage that you know i it, but it you know i like sure good for her i, I actually didn't know that this party existed um no i'm mad but like <laughs> yeah you know these these are this is just how the the world is gonna be now i guess these children are getting invited to the same events as like the 41st best-selling artist of all time all right cool i know and it's so odd considering like just how much social media has changed like youtube celebrities like youtubers are still like the pitfall of society like you know, like they're not going to be in a Jay-Z and Beyonce party. They're going to be, you know, at KFC doing a book signing. Like, please mm -hmm. read my book. No Connor Franta shade. But so, so interesting to see how the different apps have like come closer to like celebrity and how that line is like just blending together. And it's I'll just never understand the hold that TikTok has on society. Like <laughs> what, what made that like, even like, I don't know, it's just like every new app that comes is like, there were some famous, you know, gift boomers and there were some famous viners that were even bigger than the gift boomers. And then the musically stars, we had we had uh, baby Ari and baby Ariel. <laughs> yeah. And then we, now we've got the TikTok and it's like the major ring, the overlords of the Internet, truly. Yeah, I just we need to study that. Like we need to get some professors, UCLA professors. Like I'm talking to you like y'all need to study this app because and make me just, famous so I don't have to get a job. <laughs> just come up with the next one tell me about it first i'll hop on it like we'll get this shit done i will be a pioneer no oregon trail i i need it um yeah next up on the timeline if you're unaware zendaya and tom holland were photographed leaving i believe her mother's house and then getting in the car and making out <laughs> Um, yeah, when I saw it, I screamed. I was like, ah! Zendaya Tom Holland! Yeah, she when looked. I saw that, I was uh, like, Nikki's not gonna like that. Homewrecker! <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that bitch Zendaya! Kelsey literally just was like, Zendaya and Tom Holland just seen kissing, and I was like, they're each other's beards. Like, <laughs> I... No, there's nothing going on there. There can't be. It's just, hmm. it, they don't mesh. I don't see it. I don't support I it. tweeted this, and I will repeat it. But this means that Zengea has to be, Zengea, as in gay Zendaya. I don't know if you remember the pictures of her looking very studly. I'm here for it. That's <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah, the, the, you know, in the, the, in the middle of the street, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, Stud Zendaya, you know, uh, if you're listening to Haterade, hit me up. But um, <laughs> I remember I was like, so Zendaya has to be a little bit real because nothing is more bisexual than dating a fruity white boy like mm-hmm. Tom Holland, Jacob Elordi. And unfortunately, it looks like white boys are winning. I'm like, we need to change this. No offense to present company. But <laughs> <laughs> no offense to present company. But I was like, this is unacceptable. But I feel like um, it was cute. It was it was giving. I was like, yes, yes, I was here for it. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're you know gonna be with a white boy, you know Tom Holland. I forget what was it. Do, do y'all remember that video of him where he was like standing and then he like did a did a handstand on the wall and just oh my like I have to send you all this video after like I'm like not I, I I've never seen like whatever he does like um, Superman Superman Spider-Man. Batman Spider Man I've never seen Marvel Universe. <laughs> Also never seen Euphoria. I don't really watch TV. Like, let's keep it real here. Like, I don't keep up with non-musician celebrities that much. But damn. (laughs) Damn, that video hit the timeline and engraved itself in my brain. Like, yeah, I'll have to find that for y'all. Yes. That's all we have for our um, Twitter timeline drama. We're going to go ahead and segue into a little segment that Malika and I love, Talk Shit To, where each of us gets to talk shit about whatever we want. The two comes from two minutes, but usually it's much longer. Um, hell on we earth. Have to say. Yeah, we, we should say. Yeah, as we mentioned, it's haterade, not good person aid. Like we are, we're hating, we're here to hate. Um, Malika, what's up? Tell us your talk shit too. Mm, okay, okay. Um. I'm here talking about online relationships, um, which doesn't make any sense, those two words put together, um, but but not about e-daters. I'm not coming for y'all today. I'll let y'all carry on with your little delusions for just a little bit longer. <laughs> um, so what I'm talking about is just like forming friendships online that just go south immediately, um, because I know it's like a given that the internet sucks. There is no God. Um, <laughs> what you log on in the internet, but I mean, I'm out here expecting the worst. But damn, it's like everybody else on the internet is meeting their soulmate and like adopting two dogs and like living in this really nice house. And then I'm over here receiving dick pics from a man with like no bed frame, and he's four states away, so I can't even beat his ass. And it's just like, I'm just frankly, I'm here to complain about the dick pics because they weren't even good. Um, I opened those pictures and I um, I was concerned. I was like, somebody botched your circumcision. Um, you need to get help. Like, how is your dick more? How does your dick have more ethnicities than you? I'm done. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm just saying. Dicknically ambiguous. That's what it was giving. That's um, real. There really is no God on this land called the internet. You log on and you're in hell, especially Twitter pure just a hell site a grave for just a grave (laughs) where everything goes to die yes yes exactly that thank you malika for talking your shit about i mean i'm not gonna let e-daters rest you bitches need some help go outside touch some grass i know a couple that got married off the internet and they have four kids now okay so they actually (laughs) no they're they're not up though they're good but like yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
love that for them. We love an e-love story for them. Y'all cannot feel the touch of a woman through the internet screen, like no matter how much y'all try to convince us. <laughs> well, it's like the delusion, the grace period is over. Um, That's true. I cannot say I would ever in my life, you couldn't pay me to do an online relationship. You could just could not pay me. <laughs> yeah, my talk shit too. Back to my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about my life. Um, JK. Um, being shot on by a 16 year old. I was hate crime this weekend and it was, I was very angry about it. So I'm doing the live with your parents challenge. And um, I have two younger brothers and neither of them can drive. So I drive them everywhere. And I have to go pick up my little brother's friend. And I was listening to my little, you know, my little rock music, my strokes, listening to my, you know, the strokes. He gets in the car. He's like, bruh, whose music is this? And I was like, uh, mine thinking that he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Junya's older sister. I'm gonna shut up now. False. He was like, can you, like, bruh, this sucks. And then my brother was like, just, just open up to it. And then my brother turned up the volume. And then his friend reached from the back, came into the front, turned down the music. I almost crashed the car. Like, you oh. the back, ape. don't you dare touch my radio. But, um... <laughs> I was very upset. I was like, I've been hate crimed by the strokes um, and this child. It was very traumatizing. I, I was shaking and crying, putting on, you know, the radio. Like, fine, I'll let you kids listen to your music. Um, yeah, it was very painful. Damn, yeah, you're better than me. I would have crashed. <laughs> or I would have no, I would have actually not. I would have just... I'm assuming, you know, I am know my way around the DMV. Um, I, I would have just parked on the side of that. What's that? 95? Is it? Is it? Yeah, I would have parked on the side of 95. Let him walk the rest of the way. He, he, he has legs. He is able to do so. So let's put him to work. Exactly. That's what I should have done. But then I was like, I know it's also like a small town over here. Um, so I know someone would have been like, I just saw your daughter kick out a kid on the side of the road. I'm like, well, he loved my music, so he deserved it. He threatened my property, actually. <laughs> that's right. That's don't yeah. tell me. That's Virginia right there. No, you were threatened. I was. Tell us the way you experienced elder abuse at 19 years old. Like, <laughs> damn. damn. They said, cut this shit off, Greg. Fuck them geriatrics. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Like, don't take it personally. He's just mad because Julian Casablanca is like pulls bitches in his age range. So, I don't know if y'all know this, but Julian Casablanca is like a middle aged dad now, but he's pulling like 20 year old girls. So, um, as they do. I mean, if if the time allots, I actually didn't think about what my like talk shit two was gonna be, but I actually there was a major like timeline event today that um definitely, you know, just I mean, gay gay people have been on one especially lately. I feel like I don't know what what's in the air, what's in the water, but (laughs) this has just been gay people have just been very much so on one today. And and I'm honestly not. I think we've definitely moved past that humor of like where just being like homophobic all the time as a joke is like funny. It's like, okay, like it's, it's really a little tired. Like, it, you know, it, it was cute for, for a minute and like, it's still has moments, but like 
it's hard but like sometimes there's just such valid valid reasons like you know i mean the, it's like every day i'm in the gym i'm i'm by a family i'm scrolling on the timeline someone's asshole is on my screen i'm like great thank you thank you this is public actually like people thank you but um today the 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 gay people uh, doing the annoying <laughs> challenge was that the fda which is the food and drug administration which like regardless of whether or not our government is actually here to like protect us or not it, you know they're at least supposed to make it seem like they're trying to protect us right that's their that's their goal they tweet uh on the 24th of june that um you know there's a, a substance called poppers it's like uh you know paint thinner it's 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 you know not <laughs> yeah. safe for you to inhale it, you know and they just generally just say like a warning like it has in extreme cases led to death a fact a true thing you know and so people were quote tweeting it saying that this was homophobic or something like that. It's, and like all these gay people were getting, and then other like sensible gay people were like, they're like, what do you, what do you expect them to say? Like, are you, are you crazy? Like, obviously they're going to say that it is dangerous. Cause like, and it, it's true. Like I had had a poppers phase freshman year and I, every morning, like when I was like really, I was big into my poppers phase, I would be like, I would take like 30 seconds to like start my brain and like I couldn't talk. Right? It was like it made me jump. Like, it was it's like the window shutdown noise. It, it smooths your brain. It genuinely like actually like smooths your brain. And so <laughs> it, they're not not valid for that. And so yeah. And and Tyler Oakley was like, and he was like, you know, just just, just the faggiest thing you could come up with. He, <laughs> he was like, um, I'll I'll um, but uh, when you when you uh, I'll stop doing poppers when you um like take back the blood ban which is like okay true valid but like baby what is the correlation like that is not that's not like just you know i we, they can't they don't like that's the thing is like i people gay people are so they do we face so many valid issues why why do we focus on like queer baiting why do we focus on like these mo these random ass fucking like bitch you're kind if you were in chechnya you'd be getting like murdered and like hung and shit like stop like we have not advanced that far to where we can move on to like these silly silly little issues gay people just gay people <laughs> that is so I'm like, tyler oakley is cool enough to do poppers like i'm i'm, I'm not like i mean i think i think poppers are more of like it's the person that makes them cool. Like poppers are actually yeah. like very like, you know, ev every gay person uses poppers and especially because they technically are like supposed to be a sexual drug. I don't know. I think they're they're just awesome as like just fun recreational, but it's like, it's the kind of scene like, I don't know, poppers in WeHo, meh. Poppers <laughs> at like a random house show on a friend's couch, you know, like when it's like silly and like, yeah, not yeah. the vibe you're expecting. That's to me when it's like, oh, like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, poppers, yes, poppers. Yes, that was so real. All of it was so real. We were listening like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even have, I, I don't even know how coherent that was. I just, I don't have words anymore. <laughs> it was still awesome. We were hooked on every word, laughing our asses off. Um, thank you again so much, Michael, for coming on Haterade. Um, it's been so fun having you. You're so funny, UCLA Twitter icon and talented singer and songwriter, literally shaking and crying before we recorded this. But thank you so much again. Um, everyone, you should listen to, yeah. <laughs> listen to Haterade every week. Um, mm -hmm. Endorsed, approved, O'Kirk Cobain endorsed. <laughs> thank you so much. Malika, 
Um, no, yeah, Michael, like, thank you so much for coming on. Um, STEM, um, cool drug user slash art icon, like, you're really hidden, like, all the cool demographics that, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to bring in, follow Haterade, we're going to let you plug your own. Um, where can we find you? Where can we listen to more Sunday afternoon? Yes, so you can find me, um, well, on any sort of like you know apple music uh, spotify amazon music etc 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 at uh just michael palermo m-i-c-h-a-e-l the way everyone spells it palermo p-a-l-e-r-m-o like the city in italy um and then yeah sunday afternoon is the only song i have right now but run that shit up so that uh people want to you know work with me and then help me produce the next one because i you know it's on one. michael's table that one's in limbo right now but you know i'm just I'm, I'm traveling a lot this summer it's hard it's hard man but um and then you can find me on twitter at okurt underscore cobain <laughs> um and then on instagram as michael's new username let's connect let's be friends um and then you can also find janet jackson on all streaming services as well you can <laughs> run up her discography um you know fam you know familiarize yourself with the blueprint of all blueprints so yeah Okay, thank you so much, Michael. And thank you guys. I love you guys. Episode. Thank you everyone for listening to Haterade. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye.